Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Don't pump I'm but a dance dance. I wear these spandex pants pants. My ass looks good when I dance dance. Don't pump I just dance dance. Hi everybody. Welcome dance. to Superficial Magic, the most magical place on the internet. Today we have, as always, an incredible guest. She is my friend, but she's also a spiritual psychotherapist. Her name's Alyssa Rand, and she's coming in hot. Hi, guys. Hi, Alyssa. We're uh, we're in a very important space today, physically and emotionally. Um, we're in my new apartment. Yay! So I've manifested something that I can't wait to tell you guys about. But first, I want to talk about what Alyssa did because she just came over and she brought her pendulum and you cleared my house. How did you do that? So basically a pendulum, for those people who don't know, Mm -hmm. is just a tool that you can use. It's any kind of weighted stone or rock or crystal on a string basically you could even use your necklace if you wanted to um and it's just a tool used to tap into energy and kind of utilize it in whatever way works for the person using it you program it so you know you train it what's a yes what's a no so you can get yes and no answers and then as you get used to using it usually more information starts to come through intuitively so you'll get a yes or a no but then you'll be able to elaborate on that because you said my the pendulum said the energy in my living room was great the pendulum then said that the energy in my bedroom was not so great right yeah um so I've been tr- well I try to wean myself off the pendulum and not rely on it too much and just use myself more to tap into that you know intuition that we all have but it's a good tool to kind of like not let your mind get in the way and just have an outside force, you know, giving you confirmation. So when I came in your beautiful new apartment, by the uh. way, this place is amazing. It's like big windows and lights and just like absolutely amazing and so perfect Thank for you. you. Um, but when I came in, it wasn't too bad because some people's homes, a lot of energy builds up from emotion or whatever's gone on and it can be feel really heavy or like pressed down on me so it actually was not bad but I just checked it for you and um the living room was fine and then going into the bedroom I just felt like a stress Mm. so I used the pendulum to kind of direct me where it was stemming from which was like sort of your closet nook area yep in there but I did murder someone in there so (laughs) (laughs) that makes sense that's where it was from Um, And then also in your like workspace, which makes sense for, you know, most people would have that, that there's some stress or some energy built up just from working. No, that makes perfect sense that I have stress in the workspace and the bedroom and no stress in the kitchen or (laughs) the couch. Um, Yep, that adds up. That's on brand. So the pendulum can clear things because you cleared me as well. Right. Well, yeah, the pendulum assists me in clearing. I so see. I'm I'm using myself and sort of just I guess the best way to describe it would be like emptying myself. So mm. I take me, Alyssa, ego out of it and I just try to become like an empty vessel, which is sort of the way I approach, you know, if I do a therapy session, I do the same thing. I try to empty myself and become as neutral and open as possible. 
and then allow the higher level energy, the healing energy, whatever is meant to come through, that is not up to me. It's up to, you know, forces outside myself to come through me and use me as a vessel and use myself to clear and then also use the pendulum to just clarify if it needs more or if it's done or where and that kind of thing. When you were doing it on me, my hands started like lifting in the air. It was very creepy and I couldn't put them down. So I guess your energy is making me raise the roof. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I cleared Megan afterwards personally. And yeah, you, you felt the need to put your hands in a interesting, I couldn't like position. Yeah. So there could have just been from energy flowing through or things releasing. Maybe it was releasing out your fingertips. Definitely. Everybody needs a pendulum. I, like you said, you can't get too dependent on it um, because you can start getting really crazy and being like, do I want hot coffee or iced coffee? Do I want, you know, right. It, it can, right. It's a crutch. You it's know. a crutch. Um, but I use it a lot and I have one of those little pads that you put below it that are like, yes, no, maybe uh-huh. whatever. So that's a little bit more clear for me because I will forget what I even Mm -hmm. said so Mm -hmm. look up on YouTube somebody using a pendulum if you never have it's really fun and I think it's a important tool to have definitely now there's been a lot of changes in my life Alyssa a lot going on you're a therapist you understand that the scariest thing for a human is change absolutely even if it's good Mm -hmm. why That's a big question. Um, I think there's a lot of reasons. First and foremost, as with most things, I think we're wired just the way we evolved to be afraid of change or the unknown. Because, you know, if you're walking down a dark alley and you've never gone down the alley and you don't know who's in there and you can't see anything, that is a protective mechanism to be hypervigilant based on the fear of the unknown and be more alert and you've got adrenaline pumping through, it's going to help protect you, right? So I think there's actually some physical reasons for it. But that being said, um, I think just as a species, we definitely take it to another level where we can be paralyzed by it. And it's probably the number one thing that stops us from living the life we want to live or we would be fulfilled by is just fear of the unknown or change. Yeah. And it's so unconscious because consciously I'm like, I, I'm so excited to move. I'm so excited. A lot of different things are changing, but my reptilian brain is like alert, alert, alert. And I feel very, um, emotional. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. It's so common. And I think with that, something even as positive as a move, like a positive change, um, Sometimes it's connected to, which doesn't always make sense logically, but subconsciously fear of um, losing connections or separation mm. from people you love. That goes along a lot with success, for instance. Oh. Like who doesn't want to be successful at what they want to do? But a lot of what can block people or hold them back is like, well, but if I'm successful, how will the people in my life receive me? Will I be an outcast? Will they, you know, be weird around me? Will they feel... Um, insignificant compared to me and not want to be in my life. So because we're so about connection and yeah, we're mammals. Mm-hmm, yeah. I mean, we thrive off 
the people in our life that we love and being around them and being accepted by them. And then if we make a big change, even something like moving, which logically it's like, no, of course your friends are happy for you. But there's some part of you going like, but what does this mean? Like, am I going to lose everybody that yeah. knows me a certain it's unconscious, way? unconscious, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. yeah, as because most things are. I'm having happy thoughts, but my I'm just feeling really icky. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, something's going on. Mm-hmm. And this feeling, whenever I make a change, like when I first moved to California, for example, or when I first went to college, I get the same feeling. When a feeling comes back again and again, does that mean we need to really look at it? So I'm so glad you said that because you hit the nail on the head. That that was the other thing I was going to touch on is along with the fear of change or unknown is us projecting into the future what we've experienced in the past negatively. Right. So I am, you know, for example, let's say afraid to have a relationship because my heart was broken a few months ago. Right. So we're projecting our past experience into the possibility of what could happen. And that makes change or unknown really scary. So you probably had some negative experiences wrapped up in moving or the changes you've made and then you're now projecting that onto moving to this beautiful amazing apartment yeah I think I think it's something from childhood I I think we moved when I was little and I felt it really intensely and now it just comes back again and again and it's so interesting when you have a childhood emotion mm-hmm. and anything that repeats in your life any kind of pattern or emotion is indicating there's something there to heal And it Mm. will keep coming back in different forms, but the same feeling until it's properly, like you were saying, properly looked at, healed, understood, moved beyond, you know, however you want to put it. That's what we were talking about last week with the astrologist, Sean. Like, you keep getting the same lessons until you resolve them. Mm -hmm. Right. And there's also layers to lessons. So, like... Some of my clients will will get over something huge and feel amazing about it. And then months later, they're in sort of a similar situation, a little different. But they're like, why is this coming back up? I thought I moved beyond this. And it's like, well, then each situation has layers to it. And you got to go deeper and deeper and deeper. Oh, it's like an onion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wish I wish it wasn't like that. But <laughs> thanks, universe. You really want us to learn some lessons. <laughs> Um, yeah. Okay. So you said something that I wanted to expand upon. It was that if you have feelings or situations that keep coming up, you need to look at them. Is that only through therapy or can that be through, can you do that by yourself or do you need a therapist to look at those with you? Um, I think it's always helpful to have someone else. Does it have to be a clinically trained therapist? Absolutely not. I mean, I'm clinically trained, but I use so many other methods and I see people get value from so many other things. So it depends on the person and what they vibe with and where they're at in life. Um, Again, people are a mirror for us. So anyone who can help you or who's in a position to help you or have knowledge around something that could be healing for you, you know, I think that's beneficial to not try to do it on your own, but it doesn't have to be a therapist. Just as a side note, can you speak a little bit to what it means when people are your mirror? Um, basically what it means, how do I say this eloquently? Um, everybody is a mirror for you. You know, the person who delivers your mail is a mirror for you, that interaction. 
every single person you come across is a mirror for you. And what that means is that the universe is experiencing itself through the unique individual that you are. So it gets to experience itself and know itself better, if you want to call it the universe, source, God, whatever works for you, knows itself by Megan being here and experiencing Megan and by, you know, all of the people listening right now being here and all the unique individuals they are, you know, that energy coming through them. So we heal and understand ourselves in relationship to others. If you were isolated on an island your whole life, you would probably die. I mean, because we don't thrive in an isolated environment. So we need that interaction. And it's not always positive, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, but within that, even when it's negative, if you're utilizing it properly, you're learning about yourself right. through the interactions, through the relationships. I mean, relationships are the most healing thing because it's literally like holding a mirror up to yourself and going, oh my God, that's me, or I do that, or that's triggering me in this way. And so you're understanding yourself better because of the interaction. Does that ex explain? Uh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. And it's also like if, if I sat down in front of you right now and I had two friends sitting down and we all had to make a list of stuff about you from talking to you, our lists would all look different. And the list would tell more about who we are than who you are. Exactly. Exactly. And that so, also has yeah. a lot to do with attraction and relationships, which we're not going to get into in this episode, but I'll definitely get into that in the next one. That mm -hmm. that that's also relationships are more about you than they are about the person you're attracted to. Cool. Okay. So I'm going to tell the story of how I manifested this apartment. Yes, please. I did put it on superficial magic and I talked about it on Adderall and compliments. And I talked about it on Dana Moon's podcast, Moon Me last night. So you might be sick of it, but I think it holds a lot of important gems. So let's, uh, let's go over it again, please. So about five months ago, I came to this apartment building right across the hall for a party. And this apartment building is so unique. And I was sitting there and I was like, holy shit, I want to live here so badly. And my friend was like, yeah, her boyfriend lived there. And she was like, yeah, the prices are just insane. And there's a three year long waiting list to get in. And I was like, ah, oh, fuck. So I forgot about it. You know, I would drive by it every day because it's located where I go all the time. And I'd be like, oh, I love that place. But totally let it go. Um... About three weeks ago, I was like, oh, I, I really need to take moving seriously. I need to look into it because I want to start doing workshops with you, which we'll discuss at the end of this because we're going to have one. And I want to start doing Skype sessions, like individual manifesting sessions with people. And that's just hard to do when you have a roommate who, mm -hmm. you know, it, it's just a lot. So I found on Craigslist <laughs> a misconnection. Just kidding. The perfect apartment. Okay. It was like a block from where we are right now so beautiful two stories like a townhouse quiet just perfect and I was like this is my apartment and I put in my application I went home and for four days while I waited to hear about it I would just go to sleep at night and I'd be like oh I don't think I got it and then I'd be like yes you did and we're not letting doubt come in and I would I would fill my energy into every pore of that apartment, like visualizing it. And I was just so excited to get it and tell all the vibrators like this is how I manifested it and this is how we do it. 
So then when I got the email of you did not get this apartment, I was devastated, like worse than a breakup. Mm. I was bawling quietly (laughs) in like the car with Annabelle and her family because we were driving back from San Francisco and I didn't want anyone to know. Go on. Do you think you were crying more because you lost the apartment or more because you were confident in your ability yeah, to manifest it, felt, it. And then it felt like, was I wrong or am yeah, I not doing like this I, right? Like learned I wasn't magic mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because I was doing everything so right. And I really thought when I get this apartment, I'm going to teach everybody how to get what they want. And that's all I want in life. And like, it was like somebody saying you didn't get into Hogwarts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you're, you're a muggle. Is that what they're called? People muggles. I'm not sure. It's a Hogwarts, but thing. I get what you're saying. Um, So I was really heartbroken and I came home and I decided to not wallow in it at all. I did not. I I like processed it. I was really sad for a day. The next day I woke up and I was like, what would Oprah do? I was like, Oprah would gratitude journal. So I gratitude journaled. I should have brought it out, but it was just like, I am so thankful that I'm healthy. I am so thankful that I have these friends and blah, 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 blah. And I just went and went and went and went and went until I was in what Abraham Hicks calls the vortex, which is just a really positive light receiving mode. I go on Craigslist in that moment to just see what else is out there. And this apartment pops up that I recognize as the guy's house I was in for the party. Wow. And I was like, wait, there's a three year long waiting list. This makes no sense. But I immediately wrote and was like, I would like to apply for this. I'm interested. Like, give it to me. So the the guy wrote back and he was like, okay, we're showing it tomorrow at this time. So I come the next day and it's it's actually an apartment upstairs from here. And I'm like looking at it. It's gorgeous. It's just perfect. And I'm like, okay, I, I, uh, I want it. Like, here's my application, whatever. And I leave and then he calls me and he's like, listen, I'm new to this building like I didn't realize that there already is a wait list of people (laughs) I was like what and he was like but I feel really bad and the one below it is opening up and it was like so much more affordable Uh and he was like so if you want that one I can just transfer your application to that and and we feel really bad you can have that one I was like what and so I think this this like apartment is rent controlled too because it's so much less but it's just as big I I don't understand what happened but I attracted something beyond my wildest expectations and it all came from staying grateful and letting it go Mm -hmm. which was so I I it's annoying to me that like the more you are about something the less it happens because I just let this go I really liked it and I was like I can't have it or "Uh, whatever maybe someday it just came back to me Mm -hmm. and yeah and how were you able to just let it go when it was something you wanted so bad how did you do that by not thinking that it was even a possibility I guess um by just enjoying it for what it was and being like, oh, that would be cool. But I wasn't trying to make plans of like, how do I get it? How do I, how will I do this? You know, if I would have, I would have never caught it on Craigslist for the 0.5 seconds it was on there. It would have never happened this way. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it just it just went in like a very divine timing without me pushing Mm -hmm. whereas the other one was a lot of heavy lifting for me Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah a lot of you doing all the work instead of letting it flow through you there was no flow because Mm -hmm. I was pushing Mm -hmm. yeah yeah I think when we get in that place of wanting something so bad which you know is wonderful it's okay to want things and it's okay to have desires that's what leads us you know in our direction and again helps us get to know ourselves but when you want it so bad that there is no room for anything else and it has to be a certain way and you get super you know wrapped up in the house then you are cutting yourself off from that flow of how it could work and probably end up working in a better way for you like you experienced and you're really getting into more of a state of resistance Yes, it's all about resistance versus receiving. Yes. And being in the receiving mode, it's easy to feel like, oh, I'm being lazy because you are just being like, I guess something will come. And it usually does. So I think for our society, it's really hard to wrap your mind around that sometimes. But, um, you know, just as far as the universe goes, sometimes it kind of makes me mad because you want something so, so, so badly. And it's just like, no. Until you finally are like, you know, the day you get over your ex-boyfriend and are like, I truly don't give a fuck. He's like, hey, how are you? And you're like, wow. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just, it seems like it is a game, but it seems like an annoying game sometimes Mm -hmm. because I'm like, universe, just give it to me when I want it. Right. But how much would we really grow if we all got whatever we wanted when we wanted it? Mm. I mean, that would get old and boring too. Yeah. And then the game would be over. Yeah. So there's value in it as annoying and frustrating as it is, Mm -hmm. which I get. I mean, I'm on planet Earth too. I deal with this stuff too. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I think it's about about letting go of the resistance and still having your desires and still trying to do what you can to move in that direction, but without it having to be so controlled and, you know, so, you know, so coming from a more egoic place, like I have to have this or he has to love me or this is, Mm -hmm. this is the only guy for me. It's like, how do you know? You know, it's like, be open, enjoy the moment. If you go on a wonderful date, be on the date and be in the moment and present and enjoy it. And like you were saying, be grateful for what it is, but not already going down the line and being like, it has to look this way. We're going to have three kids in a white picket fence and he has to treat me like this. Like just go with the flow, get into what's present. Do you know what? that's made me like reminded me of because that's so true it's the difference between expectations and fantasy and fantasy is good Mm -hmm. and expectations are terrible yes a (laughs) hundred percent yeah fantasy is connected to imagination which is where our creativity comes from where we tap into our higher selves our intuition that's all connected so fantasy is actually a really beautiful thing that I think we lose touch with as we become adults and we don't do enough of that's what that's what I did when I went to the party here I was like fantasizing Mm -hmm. very Mm -hmm. lightly like it was a light touch you know it was playful this will be great blah 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 And then the other one was expectations. Like once I get this place, I'm going to put the couch here and I'm going to help people change their lives. Mm -hmm. And it's like, no, you're not going to do it like that. Mm -hmm. So um, expectation versus fantasy has been a really important lesson to me in all of this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's a good one. And also something that I like to remind myself of to kind of like reframe it so it doesn't seem like you know, the universe is this evil, annoying thing that's like out to get you and let you down. But just to remind yourself that what you get is what you want. 
-hmm. It might not be what your lower, more egoic self wants or thinks it wants, but whatever you get, whatever is in your life right now, your higher self, your that part of you wanted or it wouldn't be there. And mm. so just trusting that, you know, like you not getting that first apartment, your higher self didn't want that one. Yeah. And trusting in that what you get is what you want. It's not the universe not giving you what you want. You are always getting what you want. You just have to open your eyes and go, okay, why is this a gift for me? Why do I want this? And kind of flip it. To remember that the universe is a thing for us to learn lessons from. And that's our main purpose for being here is also a fun thing to remember because I get stuck in that loop of like, I just like caveman almost like, I just want joy, 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 joy. I want to move <laughs> and like drink and like, you know, um, I, I get lost in all of those physical kind of pleasures of life and forget that there's lessons to be learned and things are happening behind the scenes and it's really not up to me. Yes. And also something to remember is that like even within those lessons, it can be joyful. And the yeah. more you're willing to listen and to go with it, the less hard the lessons are going to be. Like we all know people with these lives where we're just like, wow, like they got dealt a hard hand and they did. And some of it's they're born into it. Some of it's, you know, whatever. It could be a million reasons. But the more you're willing to really listen and learn and grow from what's happening to you, like we were talking about earlier, then it can stop happening or not happen so loud and in your face mm. because you're actually utilizing it and growing versus these people that walk around. I mean, I doubt this is any of your listeners, but there's people that walk around so unconscious and they're like robots. They're just on autopilot and they just, you know, they're not they're not even conscious of themselves or what they want or who they are or how they affect people. And so things are just like thrown in their face really loud because they're not listening. Oh, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I mean, I've definitely, I spoke about this on last week's episode as well. I've definitely been on lesson one for a minute now, so I'm <laughs> no, ready to, uh, you are not on lesson one. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's just been some themes in my life that I have not, I've just been hoping that would go away, mm -hmm. but I keep, I keep, um, recreating them. So it's like, Oh, Dodo brain, this is what you're supposed to learn. Go towards it, go through it. So I'm trying to do a lot more of that. Mm -hmm. And that's, it's uh, it's fun, actually. It can be fun. Yeah. It really can. I mean, there's the hard times and the not fun times, but the the experience of everything is fun. That's why we're here is mm. to experience everything, all emotions, emotion in general, relationships, interactions, being Megan and being Alyssa like that in and of itself is a game. It's if you don't take it too seriously and you know you're just wearing a meat suit and playing a role and wearing a costume that you can change tomorrow if you want, then it's, it's not so serious. Yeah. Playfulness is one of the top, top three things I think to manifesting anything you mm -hmm. want, mm -hmm. just keeping that sense of fun about it, which like you said, is a lot less common when you're an adult. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know? We really get out of touch with it because we're, we're inundated with responsibility and trying to pay the bills. And I mean, things are, things are tough right now. Um, so it's even more important to do our best to get in touch with that aspect of ourselves, that inner child, some people call it. Do you have anything you recommend for people to do to get in touch with it more as, a, as easy as like coloring 
bucks. <laughs> yeah, I think anything, it's so unique to everybody. You know, everyone's going to vibe with something different, but anything that makes you just feel like a kid again or lighthearted, it could be going to the park and going on the swings. Oh. It could be playing with your little niece or nephew on the floor with their trucks and, you know, just really getting into it. It could be coloring, like you're saying. It could be dancing around your apartment, you know, like a crazy person, you Been know. There. <laughs> anything anything that gets you out of that like mindset of I have to do this and the bills and the money and this and that you know and just like be free for a second yeah because once you break that inner dialogue the universe is kind of able to find its equilibrium back in you for Mm -hmm. a second once you get playful right because usually the only time we do that is when we're sleeping at night right so yeah other options so to kind of wrap things up I want to go back to changing, fear of changing. What can I actively do to let my unconscious mind know I'm safe while I'm changing everything it's seeing on the physical outside? What can we do to kind of make our inner self, inner child, whatever, know that we're okay? Um. <clears throat> I think that you're talking about if you're facing a big decision yeah, just, or change or, yeah, change or just okay so if you're facing a big change whether you want it or not um I think the important thing to do which will help you access a more relaxed place within yourself while facing it which is the best thing you can do is to look for openings and what I mean by that because I know that's probably like well what does that mean when I say look for openings, I mean like like let's say you're faced with something you don't want because that's more common and it's even easier to put it in those terms. Like, um, you know, your boyfriend is breaking up with you mm. and you don't want that and you love him, but he's just over it and breaking your heart. And you're like, this is the worst thing in the world. This is the last thing I want, but it's not in my control. And here it is in my face. Right. And what's going to happen to my life? And will I ever meet someone else? Will I ever love someone else? And then all that unknown, unknown, unknown. I think you want to completely be aware of the negative feelings you do have because those are valid and those are information and we're never trying to like deny or repress because that'll be a disaster. So you want to validate those and say, okay, I'm hurt. I'm this, I'm that, I'm disappointed and that's okay. And I'm here for that part of myself. But then once you feel like you've properly done that and, and you're not, you know, avoiding any of that hard stuff then to look for the openings in, I mean, I guess some people would call it silver linings or what is the gift in this experience? Uh, it's the Oprah gratefuls. Yeah, yeah. Being grateful always raises your vibration and helps you get back in that mm-hmm. that place. Or like what I was saying earlier about um, how did I want this? Because every part of me does not want him to break up with me and loves him and saw a future with him. What part of me, even if it's 1%, kind of wanted this? Or maybe mm. he wasn't perfect or my parents didn't like him or, you know, blah, 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 blah. And then you find those little openings that take the pressure off and and lessen the resistance. And then you, you maximize that part of you while still, again, fully acknowledging the hurt feelings, the negative, all that stuff you need to acknowledge, work through, validate, but also allowing for other parts of you to come through that might actually be OK with it. Yeah, that makes that makes a lot of sense. I I really love going into the things that are going on in our lives and and just 
learning more about them, exploring them, kind of, like you said, finding openings in them and allowing ourselves to learn from it. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. It's because I just, I didn't used to do that. And I was a therapist as well. I should know that you're supposed to do that, but I did. I just didn't think of it. I would always just try to, I was more avoidant. I think I would just Mm -hmm. try to be like, it'll go away. Right. (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't. So, um, do you have any last words about the human fear of the unknown? I think what I would leave people with is the fact that the fear of the unknown and change doesn't exist. (gasps) Ah, (laughs) after all this, we talked about it. It doesn't, what I mean by that is it doesn't exist in the sense of what I've learned over time is that everything is unknown. Mm -hmm. You waking up tomorrow is unknown. Thanks, Alyssa. My anxiety (laughs) is through the roof now. No, I'm kidding. Um, Yeah, no, this might make some people more anxious to hear, but when you really think about it, it's so logical. It's like, how come I never realized that? We are afraid of this like amorphous, vague monster in the future we make up, but every second of our lives is unknown. Everything about our lives is unknown. The world as we know it is unknown. Everything is unknown. So any sense of predictability that we have is a lie that we tell ourselves. And at first that's really scary and anxiety provoking and like, well, great. Now I feel worse. But when you really sit with that, it actually leads to freedom because you're like, oh my God, I'm dealing with the unknown every second of every day. Right. So it's not so scary in the future. It's just about being present and working with what is now and not again, projecting too much into the future, which is just based on past experiences and has no truth to it. And then that also projecting into the future makes expectations. Exactly. Which then disappoint you. Exactly. So you guys just keep it light. Keep it light, keep it tight, have some fantasies um, about stuff that would be really cool and don't hold on to it too tightly and it might just come back to you Yay. in a full-blown apartment rent-controlled form that I am obsessed with. And you are magical. Thank you. I love you guys so much. Thank you for listening to Superficial Magic. Thank you, Alyssa, for being on Thank here. Thank you. Thank you for everyone listening and, and taking the time to actually listen. Where can they find you? I have a website, which is just my name, alyssarand.com, A-L-Y-S-S-A-R-A-N-D.com. And through that, they can contact me. They can read my blog. They can email me. Um, tons of ways to get in touch. Or I have an Instagram too, Alyssa underscore Rand Therapy. Got it. Perfect. Today we ordered a um, salad for Alyssa and I had to put in her name and I accidentally put in a few extra S's. So the girl was like, Alyssa. (laughs) It's okay. Everyone butchers my name. Um, Okay, guys, we'll talk to you next week. This is what you gotta do. Ain't no treadmill. No, no, no. Ain't no bicycle. No, no. Do it on a yoga mat. No, no, no. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.